Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shaman's Cage. I'm Renee Barrow, the Practical Shaman, coming to you from my beautiful other home up on Whidbey Island, uh, looking out at the passage, out the windows, and it's a glorious day here. Yeah, I usually see Renee, uh, at least for the last few months, you know, in in the least amount of clothes possible from uh, <laughs> falling in from Palm Springs. And all of a sudden, to my surprise today, um, we're on Zoom and I see her in a sweater and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it kind of goes along with our topic today about uh, the rhythm of aging. So last week was um, my birthday's in the fall and you know, I like the fall. I like the colored leaves and cooking fall foods. You know, I made a pumpkin custard and last week a, a cassoulet. So this whole idea of finding my own rhythm as I age is so relevant to what's going on now, including being all bundled up in my winter woolies up here in the Pacific Northwest where the temperatures today are about 50, which is half of Palm Springs, by the way. Well, well, you know, um, we do have a, a, a younger generation that um, listens to our show, and we really love that our show is is breaching generations. And welcome to all of you. Um, and no matter what age you are, at some point you're going to be aging, and and you're aging now. Every <laughs> but. I think it's really important for us to recognize how in the Western world and in a modern day culture, age has gotten such a stigma on it, especially for women. Um, when you turn on TV, there, there are very few um, uh, people in the media, on TV, in the movies, who are role models for uh uh, for a good part of the population who um, who are close to 80 years old and nothing moves on their face because um, they're so Botoxed up and all the character what they were so they were so beautiful and all the characters gone and because the media forces uh, women who are still active and acting by like the age of 30 or 40 to start having Botox, you see these beautiful women who lost all the character in their face. It's like, it's like uh, everybody's turning into what almost looks like artificial intelligence. Nothing moves in the face. There isn't that shine, the character, the smile that we love women for. And so there's so much resistance to the topic of aging um, in this culture. And everything is around how do you look and, you know, not wanting to show your age. And in some cultures, age shows your beauty and, and the wisdom that you carry. I, I remember when I was... I used to work at San Francisco State um, in what was called a student learning center. And one of the programs we had was teaching English as a second language. And uh, a Japanese, I had a Japanese, young Japanese student. 
she was just just a beautiful soul and she came in one day she had almost no english so our communication was tough she came into the center one day and she was hysterical she couldn't stop crying and so i brought her over to um a desk and i sat down with her and i said can you tell me what happened you know what's going on for you and she was in a grocery store and she saw all these elderly women with makeup on and it broke her heart because she said and this was back in the 70s so i don't know if this is still true uh, in japan or not but what she said is in japan to show your age um, is how you're honored and how you honor the community because you're now an elder and and to try to wipe that away and paint over it it broke her heart i mean she couldn't stop crying for like an hour so we really have to shift our percept our perceptive perception on aging that's just part of the conversation there's more i know <laughs> and that's true it's like especially like with these new medias where we're on zoom and you know how close you get where all the wrinkles show and you know it's been really one of those challenging things that you know if i only had all the wisdom i ha have now in a 30 year old body look at what i could have conquered in the world like because that for me what's shifted most is my relationship to time and energy and space so that i i no longer i mean this multitasking thing that i thought i mastered is like okay how do how do i disassemble this now i mean they're saying that multitasking is keeping our memory poor you know there's we think that oh i'm doing all all these great things but in fact i can't remember what i was doing in three of them and i don't think it's about my aging memory i think it's about my attention span has has changed and as for me personally as my body's aging it doesn't want to have all of that stimulus it doesn't want to have you know 10 things going on 10 windows open going on at one time and it seems like i i prefer to put my whole entire attention towards something like cooking the cassoulet for three days that was all i was doing i wasn't reading my email and doing all of those things and we've become a society that's just expects us not only to look great but to you know run around like that we're machines and that we can process all of this stuff no absolutely and in spiritual cultures um it was you know people had different roles in shamanic cultures and also different spiritual cultures we could look to the east and and to um, a lot of the Hindu traditions and, and, and shamanism of how um, as people reached more of their elder years, there was uh, like um, a feeling, and I know what that feeling feels like because I feel like that. It's almost like there's this energy that I can no longer fight. I, I can't fight it, it's too strong. <laughs> that is just literally it's like a, a um the ebb you know of of a wave you know how it'll actually draw you back with it you know um and you try to fight it um to go within 
everything in me is calling me to go within right now. And yes, I do a lot of work in the outer world, but as I talked about um, uh, on another show, um, not social at this point. And part of it is about uh, realizing that I stepped into fields of energy that weren't healthy for me and that I lost my own personal rhythm with the 4.6 billion year old heartbeat of the earth. And I got into the, the rhythm of the collective, which is just crazy and chaotic. And so I've had to remove myself from the collective to find my own rhythm again. But there's something going on beyond that. There's a call to go within. And um, part of that is around uh, tapping in a different way than I've allowed myself to of the beauty of my own inner landscape and how I can start to project that beauty and that love and that light out in very strong and powerful ways to help the collective and the planet by the energies I'm feeding into the collective. But it's, I'm doing it uh, differently than my teaching. I'm doing it in my living room um, in quiet meditation. And it's not something I'm choosing. It's something my psyche, my spirit, my body uh, is all pulling me back into myself. And it just seems like it's so natural that it's not an unnatural process. It's more of a natural process. That's awesome because I remember a couple years ago when I turned 60, it was hard. It was like, it was like at 50, you could still say you have half of your life. At 60, unless you plan on living to 120, you know, and who, I don't know about, I don't know if I have the financial resources to live to be 120 and, and really maintain my walking. Although there's this woman walking by every single day who broke her back and she's using her walking sticks and she's like in her late 80s. She's so inspiring that she walks by twice a day. And I think to myself like, wow, there's a spirit, a force that's driving you to, to be. And, and so when I had to realize that, that at 60, that, that same force that dri drove me when I was 30, 40, 50 was no longer what was important in my life, that there was now this, you know, bigger, broader teaching of the wind work for me that was, was calling me inward, like you said, and, and, expecting or requiring other components of my internal landscape that I hadn't used before because I was so busy being out producing, producing, producing that the first thought was, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to produce anymore. When actually once you make that shift into that different rhythm, you are, I think for me, I've been more, um, more productive in another way. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm finding that, I mean, I'm still more productive than um, I would like to be at the moment, but I also feel that the force that's pulling me in is creating um, a productivity uh, that has a different energy. It has a different dynamism to it. It's more of a 
feminine, passive, um, uh, sinking in. You know, one of the things, I, I had a, a, a revelation um, uh, a, few, a few weeks ago. This was amazing. I've shared on the show um, uh, a lot that I spent a good part of my life being suicidally depressed, and I've heard from a lot of you about that. And I found my own ways to deal with it that really worked. And, and, and I, I live a fully functional, functional life filled with joy. And, um, but I saw this amazing thing um, on a visionary experience that being in the darkness was my security. It was a way where nobody could find me and where I could be with myself. I could just be with myself and nobody could find me there. And it was my place of safety. And now um, doing that same process, not through depression, but going back in to that place of security and safety where nobody can find me, but where I can do deep inner work for myself, reflecting on my life, um, what's happening for me, changes I need to make as I am aging, what can I do, um, what can't I do anymore that I might need to think about getting help for. Um, and, but a, a rich time of prayer, you know, it's like I've removed myself from the craziness of the collective. And that uh, gives me a clear field of energy to be able to pray from an uncluttered place because I'm not really sure what's going on out there in the collective. I can feel it's, it's crazy, but I found my, my place again right now inside myself and I didn't have to get suicidally depressed to find it. How awesome. And I think I never looked at it that way. I've looked at other things that way. Whereas, you know, I, I, I like in, in or out of relationship, like I didn't want to lose myself in a relationship again. So I, my, my, my effort would be, okay, stay out of a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and not even, and not even know where, you know, that would lead like, if I've healed enough that I don't need to go to the dark room for two or three days. Cause as I've said, you know, I used to, when I, in my thirties, I would close the curtains and hibernate in bed for a few days. And now I don't have those options, which meant then I was like going like the ever ready battery from the time I was 40 till now. And now I'm thinking like, but is that how I want to feel? Is that how I want to live? Is that no, I want to be able to, Last night, I took this long walk to the other beach. It was like timeless space. So, I mean, maybe this is the gift of when we start to age is that there's like, even though it feels like things are speeding up, there's more spaciousness in those and really deciding, letting other people do things. Like all of a sudden this week while I'm resting, one of my wind mastery assistants has been recreating memes for me that oh. I can then share with no, you know, and just perfectly timed and doing things. And I just always thought that I had to do it all myself. And now I'm thinking like, no, you don't, you know, the tile guy did the bathroom without you. You weren't even in town. I mean, there's things that, you know, that if you let go of, 
it creates more spaciousness for this beautiful place to sit and and change things. Like I did a wind whistling last night that might have had far greater effect than if I was actually down there, you know, protesting type of thing, you know, that you can just really sit there and be in all of this energy and all of this beauty as you age. And you don't have to change anything like you were saying, although those changes come, better food choices, more sleep, less sleep, whatever it is, you start to adapt with it when you find what that true rhythm is for yourself. Yeah, and and I think that because um, we've gotten a lot of people who have asked us to talk about the process of aging, and for me, it comes down to how do we bring back the grace into the process? Because um, spiritually, it's a very, very rich time. It's an incredibly rich time. You know, unless you're going in um, to aging in a very bitter way, and uh, we can all go into any uh, transformation in a very bitter way because we focus on what we've lost. You know, we focused on what I can't do in life anymore. Uh, I used to love to do this and I can't do it anymore. And I'm angry. And to be able to express that, I think is really important. But I think we also have to understand that we are riding on the river of life and that the river of life takes us to all different places. And we never know where it's going to take us to. That's part of what we have to let go of. We have to let go of the control that we want to put on the river of life of where it's taking us and how much we use intention to try and control where the river of life is taking us. Intention can say, you know, command the river of life to take us right or left, but destiny has its own path. And, and the bottom line is, even though there's the sadness about the things we can't do anymore, wherever we're going, uh, we're growing and we're being transformed and we're being brought to an incredible place of beauty. Now, in saying that, there are people who, during the aging process, because they work so hard, now they have time to do the hobbies that they never had. So they're not looking at loss, they're looking at everything that they've gained. Um, And so some people are just having a ball with aging. But for some of us, it, I know for me, it, it's been a process of grieving of what I have lost and what I can't do. And there were times when I was very bitter about it. But now I can see the beautiful places that life is trying to bring me to. And there will be other things that I'll be able to do um, that will bring me the same joy of some of the activities I can't do anymore. And that has to do with uh, trusting yourself, uh, trusting your own spirit, your own life force that it's bringing you to the appropriate place, and, um, and being open to what's another possibility of what life is bringing you and not just focusing on what you lost. Mm. When you were talking, 
I was thinking about what I projected onto my own future. Like back when I was in my early 30s and I was pretty messed up and the psychic told me, Renee, you could sit on the curve for the next 20 years, your destiny is going to find you. And at the time I thought, well, if it's 20 years, maybe I can speed it up. You know, I'll get it in 10. But sure enough, when I was in my 50s, you know, the winds found me. You know, so, you know, all that other work, I don't know if it was preparation or just enjoying myself, but then I was just thinking when you're talking about what I projected onto my future, for example, like I always was, when I was in my 40s and 50s, I'd say, oh, I want to ski, downhill ski until I'm in my 80s because I met a guy who was 85. And then I thought to myself like a couple years ago when all of a sudden my vision had changed a little bit and I had this really bad day where I couldn't see shadows and I thought, oh my God, I'm never going to ski again. And and what and whether I skied until I'm 80 or not, it was what I had projected onto the ski slope or the skiing, like it was going to look the way that I thought it was going to look at 40, like I'm going to be bombing down the hill going 100 miles an hour when I don't even enjoy that anymore at 60. Right. You know, like, so what is it going to look like when I'm 80? Maybe I think, oh, maybe I might want to take up some cross-country skiing where I could enjoy the nature it doesn't have to go whizzing by me in order to <laughs> to feel the wind that's right yeah so uh, yeah there's always the opportunity and i think um it's really important for everybody to reflect on um on number one are you feeling bitter about uh aging uh, and uh are you trying to uh hide you know, that you're aging, um, because those kinds of things, maybe there was a time in the West where it was important. I, I can't imagine why, but we're in a time right now, um, billions of birds are extinct. Um, fires are, are raging all over the place. Um, as I've shared on other shows, the ancient ones, have said we're here for less than a blink of an eye. We really have to get into a place of reflect on what's important now, you know, not just covering up because the all the shadow and all the environmental stuff that's happening on the planet is removing the ability to cover anything up and removing the ability to keep anything hidden. So as you move into the aging process, how do you move into the aging process? Proud, um, grieve what you can't do anymore, but uh, reflect on um, what can you do and reflect on a little bit of what Renee and I were saying about that incredible power of being and how you can just feel the ripples of your prayer work uh, dancing throughout the entire collective by closing your eyes and going within and really being able to emanate love and light and spiritual energies as Renee did with uh, the wind whistle. And, and does that bring you a place of meaning? And does that bring you more of a place of comfort? Because uh, we learn from our ancestors. 
And what I'm calling our ancestors are all the ancestors from the spiritual traditions that have gone before us. And um, trying to be the same person you have been up until the age 100 is not what is being taught. The, the ancestors gave us seeds, they gave us tools, they gave us the knowledge that we need to go through the different cycles of life. And the winter of our life is a beautiful time of life where you can tap into so much wealth and beauty in your inner landscape. Reflect on what you're resisting about that and what your issues are about that. And is there another way that doesn't necessarily go with what Hollywood um, is going for, but is your way to get into a more natural rhythm with the winter of your own life. That's, that's great, that idea of reflection. And just know that in, I think it's in 10 years, the biggest part of the population is going to be over 50. And so it's going to be the first time ever where, you know, us elders are going to be uh, holding the space for for the world and so really it means that there's a real time of uh, innate power and wisdom that if if we actually work with we can then shape a, a better destiny and a better future for that that smaller group of children who are coming up but one more thing on the is like also I would request you might want to look at why you're looking at this kind of this inventory of where you are is where are you judgmental? You know, so for me, it's where are you projecting out onto the future and where are you judgmental about the other generations? Like how wise are we if we really think that, that the way children do use math now is not the right way because that's not how we learn math. And so we have all of these judgments on what's, what's behind us as well as what's in front of us. And we're probably off on both. Maybe they don't need to know math the way that we used to need to know math. Maybe, you know, there's easier ways of measuring things that don't include a ruler. And, you know, we get so fixed in how it was for us. Are we flexible enough to go back and forward with our looking at, our, at ourselves in order to be more present in the now with what is really going on and how you are looking and the energy you are holding and what you're doing to be of service in the world. Because for me, if at 60, I'm not in service to something greater than myself, then I might be locked in an age where I got stuck. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and I, I just think that that's the, the truth. So if you're still being really self-centered at 60, there's a, you know, quick get on it because life is short. <laughs> Absolutely. And I really want to encourage uh, all of you who feel that this program is speaking to you to do some ceremonial work. Um, we've talked about ceremonial work. We've done ceremonial work um, and we'll be doing more on our shows. We love leading ceremonies um, together. And um, perform ceremonies about letting go of um, the grief of what you feel you're losing. 
there is no true loss, but what you feel, what your, your personality uh, feels it's losing. And do ceremony to ask for spiritual help to help midwife you into the next cycle of your life. And um, there's just, you know, use your imagination, work with the elements, and a beautiful, just a suggestion, and I hope I've given this suggestion on other ceremonial programs that we've done. You can buy this paper, it's called Dissolving Paper, and you can get it from sciencebob.com. It's sciencebob.com is kids supplies for school and and science projects and all of that and dissolving paper is completely green meaning it doesn't hurt the earth in, in any way and you can the paper is eight by 11 i cut it into little uh squares and you take warm water not cold water it won't uh, dissolve in cold water, you take warm water, write down all the things that you want to let go of, you know, what, what you're grieving, what you feel you're losing. And you put, uh, you can do it every day and put uh, one of the papers that you wrote on into the water and it literally dissolves right in front of your eyes. And then you can go out and feed it to the earth. But I love that ceremony because it's so easy to do at home. You don't have to build a fire. I love fire ceremonies, but we have fires burning everywhere. And a lot of you can't do fire ceremonies. But it's a beautiful way to just help to dissolve and let go of what you feel you might be losing or what you might need to let go of. So it gives you that space within and in your inner landscape for whatever newness wants to flow into your life in the next cycle of life. <laughs> That's awesome. I used to like that flash paper, but I, I'm getting a sense here that it might be not as good for the environment. So I'm going to have to do a little investigation where you put it in the fire and it, and it just does that. Also, you know, the, yesterday when I was taking a, a wind walk, I was able to actually stand and do a wind bath and allow some of the, the, the ideas that I had and the, the, those things floating over me. And if you, if you need to do a, a more thorough inventory on, you know, where you've been in your life and stuff, uh, the class that I'm going to be teaching this fall on the Shift Network is going to really take you deep into a personal inventory. So that, that's the first part of it. So you could join me for that if you really want to look at a timeline kind of thing, like where have I, what have I accomplished and how am I going to move that forward into, you know, the next cycle of experience for me. And if you're at one of those 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, you know, decades, it's a really good time to really look and, and do this work that Sandra is saying in the ceremonies and giving up because you know, the time is short, whatever, how we define time. It's like, there's only, you want to use, you want to bring your best qualities to every day, you know, every moment for me, this is like, how do I show up when I'm cooking is how I want to show up in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, uh, also like Renee, I'm teaching a new 
uh, online course that was actually filmed two years ago by Sound True uh, called Healing with Spiritual Light. And it's all about the principle of what we can do in the world by being uh, who we become versus what we do. And so there's really some deep um, practices and ceremonies that will teach you how to flow uh, into the next stage of your life. And that program is coming up. It's starting on November 11th. I don't know when this show is airing, if that's before or after. But um, please uh, sign up for my email list on sandraingerman.com. Uh, Sounds True is offering an amazing price for this eight-week course. They cannot believe what they're charging. And um, it's going to be a, a really rich course. And I'll also, of course, announce it on, on the wall. But both Renee and I are teaching classes, online classes, that really give us the life skills, no matter what age we are, to be able to get more into a reflective state, uh, to return back to our natural rhythm. And we're both brilliant teachers. I'm going to say that for both of us out there. And, um, and, you know, check out what we're offering because it's really difficult to teach uh, really deep principles um, in a half an hour show or on Facebook. And so our shows and Facebook is planting seeds, but you still have to go out and do the deeper work. And we both embrace you into our circles if you choose to join them. So thank you, everyone. Absolutely. And this will definitely air before. And, you know, I'll also share the information on both of our upcoming offerings at shamanstv.com. And we really want to keep this commercial free for you. So I'm just going to give, you know, this is, this is how, this is why and how you can support, you know, the work that we're doing in the world is by taking the courses, buying our books, uh, showing up on the wall and sharing your experience. Cause a lot of people have questions over there. And so please come over to the shaman's cave on Facebook. And a lot, a lot of people are receiving this in their inbox every week. So shamanstv.com, you get a, meditation when you sign up and you'll get this show in your inbox weekly every Sunday morning. Yeah. And, and let people know um, about our show. We're, we're getting such amazing feedback and we, we both Renee and I, we're, we're not looking for a whole lot on a personal level in doing the show. We're really uh, doing the show for service and so um, share the show and, and let's plant some more really good seeds in the world so that that's what grows. What you plant and what you feed grows. Thank you. And we'll see you next week on The Shaman's Cave. Mm -hmm.